0: Today is Tuesday, April 26th, 2022, and it shall forever be known as Twitter Liberation Day. Elon Musk buys Twitter, and the libs have a biblical meltdown. We're gonna cover all of it on this show today. Get your rafts, get your oars. It's a salty, salty, flowing river of tears that we are gonna navigate today. I am your guide, Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper. Good morning to you, 4.1 million freedom followers and lovers and patriots who tune in to the Benny Show every single day. We want to say thank you. We are feeling so good this morning. I'm so excited about what's going on right now in the world. We've been telling you about the Great Awakening, we've been telling you that these edifices have rotted corporate media and control, the communist edifices that are built around us and utterly shot through with the rot of the corporate control press are going to collapse in on their heads. Why? Because it's against natural law. People don't want to be controlled. People have the capacity to not be controlled. We have the ability to talk. We have the ability to communicate. We have the ability to think. We are the most powerful and educated and wealthy and land-owning political movement in the world history. And we have champions. That's right. The iron law of oligarchy is you need other oligarchs to defeat oligarchs. And that's what Elon Musk has done for us and all free peoples of the world. As of yesterday, Elon Musk purchasing Twitter Twitter, why is it valuable? Why is it relevant? Are you on Twitter? You know, the metrics on social media usage say that about two-thirds of Americans are on Facebook, about 20% are on Twitter, and very few of those are active Twitter users. About 80% of Twitter users are not active, meaning they're not contributing to the conversation. We, on the other hand, contribute to the conversation. You may be watching this on Twitter right now. We are Like Twitter, we even liked Twitter in its uh, incestuous worst days because it's enjoyable to be able to rack on tour and to be able to see what the left is saying and what they are doing. But it couldn't last forever because the regime is so corrupt. People don't want to live inside of a rotted Corporate edifice that enforces speech maxims on people and makes it so that you cannot think. That creates death. It creates a destroyed culture. People want vibrancy. They want to be able to be told that they're wrong. They want to be able to hear a differing opinion. It's important. It's complementary, actually, to your audience to be able to hear what others have to say. And most importantly, it is a function. Of a release valve inside of democracy. You see, our founding fathers were extremely smart. They realized that free speech is really the release valve of democracy. It means that if you are heard, you lower the temperature, you can find consensus, you can understand each other, and you can pl- go along with the duties and diligences of the country that you're supposed to be a part of. When you start to silence or suppress other people and ideas, it means you no longer wish to share a country with those people. And To be quite honest, I don't really want to share a country with people who are suppressing ideas, and that's the question. Hans, are we the baddies? Hans, are we the baddies? We got skulls on our caps, Hans. Ask yourself the simple question. Do you wish to control another human being? That's it. I did an event with Dave Rubin the other night in Clearwater, and there were hundreds of people there, and I said, hey, there's a simple question that you must ask yourself. I live in a majority Cuban neighborhood in Tampa, these people are fleeing communism. I fleed communism from Washington, D.C., and the question my wife and I asked ourselves upon fleeing is, and it's not easy to do that with a one-year-old, but we did it anyway, and praise the Lord, we're free, free at last in the state of Florida. The question we asked ourselves is, do we want to control another human being? It's the master and slave relationship. We talk about it a lot on this program, but it's very simple. If you do not wish to control another human, and got to be honest with you, in my down to my very bones, down to my DNA, I do not wish to control another human being. I, I couldn't think of something worse, to be quite honest with you. I couldn't imagine something that's worse for me than the full end-to-end control of another human being, their thoughts, the processes inside of their heads, the things that's going on inside their hearts or minds. This is not what I want. I bet that you are watching this program thinking, actually, that sounds terrible in practice. We wouldn't want that. I don't want that. Could you imagine? I don't want to control another human. But there are people who do, and there always have been. There's been slavery throughout human history. There have been masters and brutal leaders and horrible kings and oligarchs and autocrats and dictators and wicked, wicked people who wish to control other human beings and see them as widgets on a soundboard. It's not right. It always ends disastrously, and praise the Lord, this time, as far as Twitter is concerned, it didn't end the way that it often ends, in revolution or war. That's the way that people often throw off the bonds of slavery, or if you are the Egyptians and uh, the Israelites in the Bible, God has to intercede on your behalf and send plagues in order to unleash the Israelites from the bonds of slavery, If you are a modern-day leftist, however, if you are like Ari Meebler there in his MSNBC clip that we played in our cold open, you are horrified at the loss of the control mechanisms over human beings. You are panicked. And as we will show you on this program, delightful, delicious, salty tears flowing so, so much from the Twitter headquarters in San Francisco. You need a raft you need an or you would need to get inside of a full scuba suit to go through the headquarters in San Francisco soon to be homeless shelter that Elon Musk promised he will be turning the homeless shel- the headquarters of Twitter in San Francisco into a homeless shelter because nobody shows up for work anyway and That would be really smart because the entire headquarters is flooded with these salty flowing tears of lib Twitter employees who are freaking out for this exact reason. They can no longer control you. They can no longer control the narrative. It's always been about that narrative enforcement. And that's what happened with Twitter in 2014, 2015. Twitter was a different company, but now it was used during the Trump administration in order to institutes regime control over narrative to silence opposition and to weaponize the boosting of various stories and hashtags and elements into the public psyche. Why does Twitter matter? Because the vast majority of the tastemakers, producers, reporters, journalists, CEOs, people who are in charge of big levers in our society are on Twitter. And so if you can create an echo chamber where only your ideas exist, then you can begin to affect the greater overall zeitgeist in America. And so that is what has happened inside of Twitter, and Elon Musk is liberating that zeitgeist. He is liberating the echo chamber controls that they had. And we've seen this in our account today. Benny Johnson at Benny Johnson, my account that I've had for, I don't know, man, 10 years, probably on Twitter, got 20,000 followers in 24 hours. Well, that's very interesting. I'm sure some of that is just because new people are logging onto the platform and wishing to follow their favorite creators. I just want to say thank you. But I think that there's a Big portion of that that is probably a shadow ban, a massive shadow ban on my account and your account and other creators accounts who are center right, who they wished to keep silenced. So instead of banning us outright, because that would lead to outrage and eventually the takeover, hostile takeover of their company by Elon Musk. Elon Musk loved the Babylon Bee and I think took over Twitter because the powers that be at Twitter censored the Babylon Bee. That's what I believe happened. Elon Musk is a huge fan of the Babylon Bee, we're a huge fan of the Babylon Bee, Seth Dillon is a friend of us, and we love their content. What's the first thing you do in the morning? I know it's a personal question, but I think it's relevant. The first thing I do is roll over and look at my phone. You probably are like millions and millions of Americans and you check in on your favorite websites, apps, your favorite creators, and what if you woke up every morning and they weren't there? They were deleted and erased on the internet. This is the reality for millions across this country every single morning because, well, big tech hates us. That's just the reality. They hate your host right here. I mean, listen, guys, they don't want our worldview to be platformed. And so they come after us. And that's why it's important to build a new internet, a second internet. And there's only one company out there that's doing it, RightForge. RightForge is the internet company devoted to American values and free speech. They're on the front lines against leftist cancel culture, and they're even helping bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social, So move your site, your domain, anything that you value online to RightForge.com, the real American internet. Go to RightForge.com now to get started, support a company that supports free speech, and more importantly, supports you, your right to speak as an American. RightForge.com. Go now. Well, Elon Musk liked their content too, and Twitter decided to ban them for saying something that is empirically true. For practicing free speech. And even if it wasn't empirically true, or if it was a joke, or if it was a mean joke, that's not something that you ban someone for. That is the antithesis of free speech. Well, anyway, now Twitter has realized that that was the most that was the most expensive banning and the most costly banning and exercising of this oligarchical master-slave relationship control mechanism in human history. It lost them their company. It lost them their control mechanisms. Well, we have seen the controls lifted on our account. It's been unbelievable, and we encourage you to go over and follow. We'll start using Twitter a little more inside of my company and inside of our team because it's been released from the curse, the spell. Any Lord of the Rings fans out there? You know, when the king is released, I think it's in the second book. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but yes, inside of the second book, the horse lands and the king is under a spell and he's all withered and he's corrupted and he's wrinkled and he's old and he's white beard and everything. Ladies and gentlemen, he gets released from the spell of the wicked uh, worm tongue that was whispering in his ear. And Rohan is great again. This is what has happened with Twitter. Twitter is fun again. And so we will be excited to see what happens next, what Elon Musk will do. Let's hop into the details of our story today and exactly what we're going to cover, because what we're going to cover is the absolute meltdown, biblical meltdown of the lack of narrative control. That's what Twitter was, a narrative control mechanism for a singular political party and ideology and now they've lost it. Very, very exciting time. Twitter reached a deal with Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk to buy out the platform for $44 billion. Twitter and Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk reached the deal uh, yesterday. The site will be purchased for $44 billion. After the deal was announced, Twitter stock stopped trading because Elon Musk wants to bring it to private. Musk said in a statement, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters of vital future humanity are debated. I also want to thank Twitter. Uh, I want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product and new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots and authenticating all humans. If you didn't see, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on as it pertains to the way that Twitter engages, there's a reason why we like Facebook and why we like Instagram so much. There's a reason we have a million followers on, on both channels, We like YouTube also similarly. Uh, It's because spam bots don't exist in mass, the same number that they exist on Twitter. On Twitter, you can tweet something and the first thousand replies will be like people that are total sock accounts. These are accounts that are run out of Indonesia for pennies a day to harass or berate or to insult various creators in order to try and push pressure and destroy certain narratives. It's evil, it's wrong, and it is frankly undemocratic and the antithesis of free speech. The antithesis of free speech, you get a chance to speak, that's free speech. You get a chance to create 50,000 bots in your name and then harass other people speaking, that's not free speech, that's harassment and so let's get rid of the bots. You can come after me, that's fine. You, me, we have a conversation. You're a verified human, I'm a verified human, great. That's not the way it exists on Twitter right now, and it makes for a poisonous, toxic environment. Elon Musk is also going to be releasing the algorithm. That means that you cannot sneak into the algorithm, something that would prevent me, if I'm going to naturally be gaining 20,000 followers a day on Twitter, the algorithm is suppressed. A little line of code is written in there that says, Benny or people of, people in this pot, right? Whether Charlie Kirk Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson, Michael Malice, Tim Poole, whoever they view as the baddies, they can't gain followers, right? They can't get reach. They Their account gets stifled inside of our algorithm. And that's because we control the algorithm and it's secret. Well, Elon Musk wants to unleash that algorithm and then people can see it. It's open source so they could see if they're being if their free speech rights are being violated. That's very important. And you could create a huge class action lawsuit if indeed there is a free speech right being violated at Twitter. That's super valuable. And also he wants to bring on new product features. That's great. I can't wait to see what he has to do. Again, this dude is landing spaceships on Mars. And he's building the most valuable car company in the world. By the way, Libs, all of you Libs driving Teslas right now, how does it make you feel that your money went directly into the purchase of twitter for a free speech platform and the destruction of your narrative control mechanism how's it feel you getting in your teslas and you sobbing a little bit today too bad teslas don't run on salty salty tears too bad it's electricity and not the renewable source of salt from your tears you could just get into your car you could weep about the fact that your purchase directly led to the destruction of your greatest control narrative enforcement tool that would be amazing. Please live stream it, Andy. No, our friend over at the Post Millennial has been documenting the meltdown from within Twitter. Let's go through some of them. And ladies and gentlemen, get your coffee cups, get your coffee cups ready. Right, get your get your bowls uh, of cereal ready because we are about to unleash the salty tear waterfall uh, from the from the source of all salt and all tears. Twitter headquarters right now. Let's go to James Holler. James Holler, Twitter's engineering manager. Oh my, he says that Elon Musk becoming a Twitter board member has radicalized and broken him. (laughs) Oh, oh, Jay Holler, I'm so sorry. Oh, somebody bought your company. I thought it was a private company, Lib. For years, they told us if we don't like the president being kicked off Twitter, and it's not just the president, it's Babylon B, it's Charlie Kirk, it's ALX, the producer of this show. Dear, dear ALX, his revenge arc shall be biblical, ladies and gentlemen. He's already started, and we're already planning for it, and we're very excited about it. Elon Musk has promised to bring back the band accounts. Please, we beg of you, Elon, bring back ALX first and foremost, because ladies and gentlemen. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. ALX and I have worked together for a very long time. He is the producer of this show, producer of our Newsmax show, very talented young man. He had an account that had 80,000 followers and growing. His account was doing incredible work. He was one of the fastest growing accounts on the entire platform. Wake up one morning, I will never forget this, and Twitter just says, your account's gone. ALX says, why? And he goes, oh, your account's gone because... You hurt our feelings. Alex goes, that's, that's not part of your terms of service. We went through the terms of service. We battled back and forth with our Twitter attaches, right? Twitter gives you a person you can talk with. We've been talking with them. You know, if you have, if you're a big publisher, or you're a large verified accounts, or you're working with big accounts, you can, you, know, you can sometimes have a like Twitter representative that's supposed to defend you. They didn't defend us. They didn't do anything. They, these people are supposed to be presumably conservative. They just laughed in our faces. They couldn't do anything. They're powerless, toothless. So ALX, this young man who's extremely talented, gets his account just banned. Boom. Gone. Nuked. Why? Twitter doesn't give a single reason. They didn't like him. He tweeted the wrong thing about the wrong guy. We think it was a Joe Biden, uh, Xi Jinping, Winnie the Pooh meme. That's what we think it was. Anyway, uh, ALX was gaining too much power. So see ya. That's what they did. That's how it worked. ALX is coming back. And the revenge arc will be incredible Uh, we hasten the day that alx is back on twitter we'll have a better country for it these are the times that try men's souls biblical times every headline you read everywhere you look uncertainty and scary world events that are destabilizing frankly i mean have you checked in on your food prices or gas prices lately how about inflation Even President Biden says that in regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. And you're starting to see that happen now. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket and it will hit your bank account. It already has. 8% of your dollar has been evaporated and probably much, much more. Don't wait until your dollar is worth less to start thinking about protecting yourself. Buy something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold, they've withheld the test of time all the way back into the ancient days. Right now, Birch Gold can help you convert your IRA and 401k into a tax sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started right now. Text Benny to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect you. Text Benny to 989898 to begin protecting yourself with gold. Well, uh, the Twitter <laughs> Twitter software engineers. Def- Maybe this is the guy. Maybe this is the guy who got ALX offline. His name's Geront Davies. Geront Davies is a senior staff video engineer for Twitter. Geront Davies said, "Anybody need a thought for engineer with 40 years experience? I'm asking for a friend." <laughs> That's what they all say. That's what they're all saying right now. You remember the meme that "Ah, Donald Trump was elected? This is happening inside of Twitter. And why? Well, they all told us and sneered at us when ALX was kicked off Twitter or Donald Trump was kicked off Twitter or Charlie Kirk was kicked off Twitter. They sneered at us. It's a private company. It can do what it wants. That's what Twitter said to us. It's a private company. We can do what we want. Right? With this feline feline. Feminine, passive-aggressive nastiness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you damn right. Actually, you were right all along. It is a private company, and what that private company did was sell itself because that's what private companies do. And they sold themselves for a premium. They delivered great value to their shareholders, and now Geront Davies can go find himself a new job. We're hiring here at uh, at our company. You're welcome to apply. Yes, you're welcome to apply, Geront. Please, we uh, are hiring for a. Uh, desalinization engineer we need somebody to be able to take salt out of water and that seems like you're very very adept at adding salt to water and then sobbing it out of your face chloe barnes led a global and cultural standard at twitter uh global she was the lead of global and cultural standards at twitter sorry about that and an advocate of diversity inclusion and equity she wants diversity inclusion and equity that's right chloe barnes what does chloe barnes say totally understand that this is entertainment for some but please know this is certainly not entertainment for me you know what's amazing is that chloe here is in charge of diversity diversity inclusion and equity so why would she be upset at the world's richest African buying her company. Why? Why? What's the deal here? Chloe, what are, what what's going on here, Chloe? I don't know where you come from. I don't know anything about your background, Chloe, but why are you so upset about an African-American, successful African-American purchasing a social media company? You know, he's the first African-American to own a social media company. That's, That's good, right? Shouldn't we be applauding? What's going on? Post your black square. Like, what's happening here? This should be a day we all celebrate, isn't it? Hmm. Very interesting how the diversity and inclusion and equity stops right when it starts to affect their power. Uh, Here's another example of an employee trying to enjoy the stock price but upset that it was due to Elon. They were upset that they got rich but that their narrative control enforcement was stopped cold. New York Times reporter Jalon Joseph Smith reported that employees reacted similarly to internal Slack chats. That's right. Talon Joseph Smith from the New York Times said inside of Twitter's company Slack chats, It is absolutely insane at Twitter right now. The virtual valves of... Private Slack rooms and employee group texts, according to an internal source, their breakdown just now, I feel like I'm going to throw up. This is from a Twitter employee on their internal chats. I really don't want to work for a company that is owned by Elon Musk. (laughs) Rich people buy things. (laughs) Also, yay when Disney acquires someone else's IP, right? Yay when Jeff Bezos buys the Washington Post. Yay when Warren Buffett owns something or George Soros owns something something. Yay. We applaud. We clapped. We clapped like seals, like mindless seals with their brain stems removed. Ah, Give us a new fish. That's what it was smelling like inside of the Twitter chats. Very, very fishy, ladies and gentlemen. This is the second tweet from the New York Times reporter on the internals of the Twitter chats and meltdown. The source at Twitter continued, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Oh my God, my phone's been blowing up. We're having a meeting at 5 p.m. The CEO is going to address everyone about it. It equals Elon. I hate him. Why does he even want this? (laughs) I hate him. Why does he want it? It's mine. (sighs) You know, it's incredible. Like, you got to understand, they use this platform for narrative control, and for election control, for the control over the country. Now, I'm not saying that it has necessarily that power. We still have to tune in, but lots of people do. At least a lot of tastemakers and decision makers in media tune in. The reason why is that Twitter has a really good news feed where you can follow the TikTok of the day, so to speak. And if you're a news producer, if you do what we do for a daily basis, bringing all of you wonderful people, all of you incredible patriots, the news every day, we want to make sure that we are accurate and up to date. And there is no social media platform right now that exists. Uh, Let me know if I'm wrong in the comments that has a better breaking news mechanism uh, than Twitter. It's just the place where you break news. And so they're freaking out at Twitter because Elon Musk is gaining control of the narrative machine. That's what Elon Musk is doing here. Why does he even want this? <laughs> we have advice for Elon Musk, ladies and gentlemen. We have advice for him. You must rid the company of these people. You have to. Twitter is donated 98.7% to Democrats as far as staff donations, according to the midterm donations uh, of last year, I believe. Uh, Midterm donations 2018, I may be wrong on that. Uh, The chart that we saw yesterday that was verified and reported out, Twitter employees donated 98.7% to Democrats. If you wish to have a company that operates, I'm not saying that you need to do Uh, you know, litmus tests for who people are voting for. But you have to have some ideological diversity inside of your organization. If your organization is going to be a worldwide global organization that is attempting to appeal to all sides, you must have some ideological diversity. You know, these people are all the diversity, equity and inclusion people seem to love diversity as long as it means diversity of skin color or diversity of where your background is, what city you were born in, what country you were born in. As long as those things are different, that's great. But if it means real diversity, which real diversity is in your head and it's in your heart. Real diversity is the way you live your life, your value systems, having different values, having different cultures, having different opinions on where we should go, what we should do with our country, our country's founding, our country's tax policy, our country's free speech policy. I'm okay. I want to hear what freaky libs have to say. I like that. I like libs being able to talk. It makes it easier to do the show. They don't want you to be able to talk. They're the baddies. Diversity stops. As soon as their ideological conformity begins to be questioned. So it's not diversity of thought and it's not diversity of the heart, which is what real diversity is. It's diversity of the items that you were born with. Or things you had no control over the amount of melanin in your skin or the place of your birth you didn't choose those things that's not actual diversity actual diversity is the stuff that you have free will and choice over and you come to those conclusions that's why martin luther king jr said hey i want my kids to be judged not by the color of their skin color but by the content of their character, because they chose a character. They made decisions throughout their lives to become certain people. That's actual real diversity. And Twitter being 98% Democrat is not diversity. That's conformity and sameness. And it's what's led to this company being acquired. Good. The Twitter employees' emails began and continued. Uh, The Twitter employee said, I feel like he's a petulant little boy talking about Elon Musk and he's doing this to troll. He doesn't know anything about our policies and what we do. His statements about the algo were effing insane. (laughs) The algo, our precious algorithms, our precious algo. You know, this is what they do. They take an account like mine. They shadow ban it and blacklist it so that I can't get any engagement we have. You know, 560 70,000 uh, followers on Twitter, right? We're working on our million. We're going to get to a million this year. I'm no, I know it. I know it. We're going to get to a million this year. Now, we're going to have a million on three separate accounts. It's going to be really fun. We're working on it. But what they're going to do is they're going to shadow ban my account. And then when I complain about it, they blame the algorithm. That's what they do. Oh, it's not. No one's shadow banning you, Benny. It's just the algo. It's our algorithm. We made an algorithm. It's very complicated. You wouldn't understand. Lots of ones and zeros and little carrots and uh, little weepy emojis. My pink haired coworker sobbing into her latte about Elon Musk memes taking over Twitter. Like, that's the algorithm. No, it's just censorship. There was no algorithm. It wasn't too complicated to understand. In fact, Joseph Stalin did this before the internet. It's just plain and simple censorship, making people terrified to speak. And then crushing people who do speak. That's it. It's the old way. It's not the new way. And the al- they're just hiding behind their precious algorithm. These people need to shut up and get fired. Where were we just going to let everyone run amok? Nobody knows. <laughs> we're just going to let people say what they want. Elon Musk needs to purge the company of these people. I'm not saying hire only conservatives. I'm saying purge the company of these people. If you do not get rid, if you just change the leadership at the top and you do not get rid of the body of people who are screaming and crying in the middle, who oppress and terrorize those executives, then you're not going to do anything. You're not going to affect change. You must purge the company down to the roots, rip it up, root in STEM every stone, not one on top of the other, rush it to the ground, collapse the diseased temple in on itself and start anew. That's the way you change culture. And that's what Elon Musk must have the guts to do with Twitter. We're very excited about it as a private company. He'll be able to do just that. Lastly, there's a harsh irony of this takeover. This is from a Twitter employee, uh, internal emails the harsh irony in this takeover process in which the push notifications breaking news and the news of the firm's workers too everything i know about what's going on i've heard about on twitter nobody is saying swear word to all of us i'm just going to try and do my job that's right so they're learning about the takeover of their company on twitter the way that we all learn about bad news about the rest of the country <laughs> oh it's delicious Delicious, ladies and gentlemen. The salt flowing is so salty that it's salty enough to salt the saltiest potato in the potato fryer of CNN, Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter was on CNN and he was talking about what would happen if people were allowed to say what they wanted. What would happen? This guy, he's such he is such a palace eunuch. This is what Tucker Carlson calls him. He would be so great in the uh, in the palaces of king george right during the revolutionary war in case you're wondering which side brian stelter would be on he would be the palace eunuch inside of the high court in england playing the fool for king george now you don't need free speech could you imagine if commoners could speak freely (laughs) oh man here we go take it away the potato fry uh, frying himself up a panic attack on CNN and embarrassing himself. Go look, who knows? I, I think that's a, uh, that's a, that's a, that's an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is if you, uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for, for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party or are you gonna decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I I crazy, Matt? No, no, you're right. And what what happens to the advertising? I mean, if there's no moderation or little moderation, do the advertisers stay away? What does that do to the the business prospects for Twitter itself? Imagine going on national TV and revealing to everyone that you've never been invited to a party. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Brian Stelter just did. Brian Stelter just revealed that he's never once been invited to a party by anyone. Because Brian Stelter is there saying, hey, uh, what if uh, you had a party you were invited to? Oh, nah, I mean, I've been invited to a lot of them. And yeah, yeah there were no rules at the party. and anyone, anyone could just do whatever they wanted. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Would you want to go to that party? If people could just do and say things to you that they wanted to, to do? You know what, dude? Uh, that in, uh, that invitation kind of reminds me of every invitation I've ever received to any party anywhere. Now, I am a father of two little girls right now. I'm not raging any longer in my life, but back in my college days, back when I was part of a fraternity in college, boy, oh boy, we loved to have some fun times. I went to a big party school, University of Iowa, after uh, going to community college in Iowa, Kirkwood Community College. If y'all out there in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, holla back at your boy. Kirkwood Community College, Iowa, University of Iowa, big party school. Never did we receive an invitation that said, hey, you can come to our party But here are the things you are not allowed to say. No, you're not allowed to hate. Here's a list of things you're not allowed to do at our party. Here's a no, no hate speech. You can't misgender people. Uh, uh, You can't talk about uh, 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 NCAA women's swimming. Everyone is stunning and brave. You must call everyone stunning and brave at our party. Would you like to come? Yes or no? In fact... The interesting thing about this is the reverse is true. I would hate to go to a party that had Twitter's rules of service on it. Could you imagine going to a party saying that like you like the the party, the party host could pick you up and throw you out a fourth floor window uh, of the house directly onto the ground if you violate their terms of service at the party and their terms of service are essentially just neo-Marxism uh, dripping in tech buzzwords. Nah, dude, that sounds like a crappy party. I wouldn't want to go to that kind of a party. I would like to go to a party where free speech is applicable and essentially uh, you just don't do anything criminal, right? Like that, that should be the rules, right? Don't get the cops called on us. That were the rules. Those were the rules in high school and in college for the parties that I went to. They should be the rules today for Twitter. And that's essentially what we're arguing for. We're saying don't do anything criminal. Uh, There are going to be people who push the limits and probably get Kicked off of Elon Musk Twitter. But those people should be breaking laws, right? Not the laws of internal feminized wokeism and fetishized leftism and weepy, soy latte, pink-haired, childless, empty, cat lady freakazoids who work at Twitter who are trying to fill the empty hole in their lives where a family or children might be, but they didn't make that choice. They weren't brave enough to decide to go be a mother or to go be a father or to go do something that has value in their lives or contributes to society, so they must Fill that hole with censorship and virtue signaling and identity politics. Those are their gods, and they have chosen their fate. It's an empty road, and you'll lead an empty life. Come into the light. We're a happy group of people. You're not lost just yet, but Max Boot might be. Max Boot had this to say about Twitter and Elon Musk's takeover. Oh, well, Sean King, I guess I do have to note that Sean King, lovingly known as Talcum X online, uh, is whining and crying about Elon Musk being a, yep, you're right, hold on, just a second, getting my tongue warmed up here, racist, that's right, Elon Musk is a racist for buying Twitter, that's right, what is the evidence of that, uh, let's see, he is from Africa. That's the evidence, right? He's from Africa. Okay, got it. A little bit of projection there. Uh, Sean King, and then Sean King deletes his Twitter account. Sean King's allegedly back right now. We'll see what happened, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, Sean King, see ya, sayonar, good luck. Uh, go start your own Twitter. How about that? Here's what Max Boot had to say. Matt Boot, Max Boot, Washington Post writer. Got a Ukraine flag in my bio. Got a little hat that I cry into every single day when I eat my cereal out of it. My, my, my. I am frightened by the impact of society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content of moderation. Don't no, no. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up! Can you say like, Max Boot ball as a bat? Can you see, like, the sweat beads gathering on his neocon head? Like, can you imagine the patheticness of being Max Boot every single day? Could you imagine? Waking up in the morning and looking yourself in the mirror and being like, hey, I was for the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan and the slaughtering of innocent Americans. I leveraged my entire career to the destruction of small uh, communities in the mountainsides that don't even have Wi-Fi, but I'm going to use my Wi-Fi to stop you from criticizing me. Matt, Max Boot blocked me like three years ago. What a tool. Could you imagine saying that you're on the side of the American way or the side of freedom when you are in favor of vaporizing small impoverished towns all across the world uh, in order to get your rocks off on whatever like sick phobia Uh, or paranoia that you have, the emptiness in your life. You must go terrorize other people, not just in other countries around the world, but in your own country. You have to make sure that you censor and delete and destroy people digitally in your country. That's Max Boot's life, a living, walking paradigm, a destructive and despicable exhibit of exactly the brokenness that comes to these people when they sit like little lap dogs saying, yes, please, daddy, can I have some more to corporate media? The mind break is real and the paradigm shift is here. And people like Matt Spoot, who live the duality of having to say to themselves in the mirror every morning, I'm I'm a good person. I virtue signaled for the next thing. I virtue signaled about the next thing, TM, trademark. I've been on board. I've been a bandwagon boy. Baby, daddy, please be nice to me. These people are scum. And now they're losing power. And that's the beautiful thing about this moment in time is that the powerful are indeed getting wrecked. That's the demon scream that you hear across the nation. They're losing control, whether it be DeSantis wrecking Disney's little tax status haven down here, whether it be people pushing back on the teachers unions, or whether it be Elon Musk buying their mechanism control narrative manipulator. It's wonderful to see the oligarchy begin to collapse. We've been telling you about the Great Awakening, and we are here ladies and gentlemen. The Great Awakening means this, you and me together. I'm a, a like a live streamer and a podcaster. That's what I do for my living. And what do you do for your living? Chances are that you do like, I don't know, lawyer, plumber, construction worker, trucker, millions and millions of truckers around America, millions and millions of wonderful people who are staying home with their kids and raising their families, you deserve a voice. Grandmothers and grandfathers, you deserve a voice. You've been robbed of your voice, and that's why this show exists, ladies and gentlemen. That's why we're pumped this morning, because we're getting more freedom and more power unto the people. And that's the reason why we are so tantalized this morning. The people, this country is made up of are good people. You are a good person. You probably do not want to control another human being. If you did, you would not be watching this program, I guarantee you. You don't want to control another human being. You just want to be let the hell alone. And so we are in favor of that. We are deeply in favor of you having more, not less power. We're in favor of you and our enemies and people who hate us having more, not less speech. We want people to be able to hear the ideas and we know that we will win because our ideas are going to save this country and our ideas are what people want in their lives. They want to have value and they want to lead good lives. They want to lead lives and be left the hell alone. I bet you do too. We're going to rid... Uh, Twitter, uh, hopefully, of these maniacs who have attempted to use it for their narrative control and God bless Elon Musk. Definitely one of the greatest living, if not the greatest living person on earth today. Elon Musk, what an incredible thing to use your money for good, to use your power for good. If you want to defeat oligarchy, you must have oligarchs that can destroy and wreck those diseased temples that have been built and this one is coming down fast. God bless. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I think that if you're watching right now, you should start a Twitter account. Go follow your boy, Benny Johnson. And please, ladies and gentlemen, let the tears flow. No tears on this show. My name is Benny Johnson. We are free men and women. We were born that way. We intend to stay that way because we have our priorities right. God, family, country. And we're going to keep fighting. God bless you. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.